Hey, what's up? Hello! Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else that we just don't understand. On today's episode, Living on the Internet. Sounds fake, but okay. Welcome back to the pod! I can't believe Kayla lives on top of the internet. Some days, it really do be like that. <laughs> it do. You know what I'm saying? Um, before we get into this week's episode, we have some updates from last week. Um, because politics happened. Literally yesterday. We're recording this We're recording the day this after the on midterms. Wednesday, November 7th. Last night, I was very stressed. She was. Um, and sorry for talking about this so much, but also, like, not sorry. She's because not it's very sorry. important in America, and a lot of people are like, politics doesn't really impact my lives. And it's like, no, you fucking privilege. Check your privilege. I saw a tweet by some probably old Republican white man that was like, 99% of your life like won't be affected by this. And I was like, not true. (laughs) That's probably because you're white. I know. And like, like I saw a picture of like this guy who was like wearing a Beto shirt and his friend was wearing like a (laughs) Uh, make America Great Again sure, and he was like, we're still friends, and I was like, yeah, because you're a cis, straight, white guy in Christian Texas. No. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, but, like, also, this country's, like, stupid powerful, and so, like, the things that we do definitely influence other countries. Like, I saw saw multiple non-Americans being, like, please vote, because this impacts me, too. I, one of my professors is Swedish, and so she's here on a green card, Mm -hmm. and she was like, we had a great day in the country yesterday. I'm only here on a Greek card, so I couldn't vote, but it was great to see. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what a lady. Yeah, I've, my friend from Austria was like, I can't vote, so please do it for me. Yeah. And yet, not not to overstate the importance of America, because I feel like we also do that a lot as a country. We're just like, we're so important. Well, we're but, like, like, we do have a big influence. We do, We have, like, we're unfortunately important in some yeah. ways. It's yeah. like, I don't. I wish we weren't. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish we didn't think we were so much, but in some yep. cases, like... It does affect world politics it, a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Very large world power. But blue wave? Am I right, ladies? She's right. I mean, it's not like a tsunami, but it's definitely like a tropical storm wave. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. GOP, they're scared. They freaked about <laughs> it. They? Well, because a lot of people were like, well, you know, blue wave my ass, like whatever. It's like, okay, there were some tough losses. We lost seats in the Senate, and that was. Real ass. That, that was, was not good. Unfortunate. That was really bad. But also the popular vote. But also <laughs> the odds of us actually winning the Senate were very low. Yeah. Because there were only nine Republicans. If you look up. at the straight number of votes, we a lot, a lot the more Democrats votes Democratic. It's just everything. It's just gerrymandering. Electoral college. Um, and Beto lost so sadly. Uh, Andrew Gillum conceded in Florida, but there's gonna, there's actually going to be a recount. Because it's that close that they're mm. required to recount. If it's, like, within a certain number, yeah. they're required to recount. And so, hope may not be lost there yet. Stacey Abrams is refusing to concede until every vote is in. Either way, um, that, that, that was the election where the guy she was running against, Brian Kemp, is literally in charge of the election. He did a lot of voter suppression. Yay. And so, if, if her loss is within the margin of people yeah. who suppressed... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, voter turnout was way up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, like, mobilized. A lot of people voted slash canvassed slash donated. Um, young people got heckin' involved. Big mood. We took the house. 
We did take the house. We took the house, which means we can block stuff now. Also, we took, uh, me and Sarah live in the state of Michigan, and yes. the entire state of Michigan is blue. The, I was looking like, at, like, state legislature, um, house and senate are both still Republican. But, like. But, uh, we now have a, or we will in, when she gets inaugurated, we'll have a female Democratic governor. A female Democratic, um, Secretary of State. Secretary of State. Attorney General. A female Democratic lesbian Attorney General. I don't even know what Attorney General does. I don't either, but she's gay and she kissed her wife when she won. That's very exciting. The first gay governor was elected in Mm -hmm. Colorado. Previously quite the red state. He's not the first... What? Colorado used to be very red. Really? Historically, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, not, Not the first openly gay person to be governor, but the first openly gay person to be elected governor. Yes. Um, first Muslim women First elected. Muslim women. One of them was from Michigan, one of them is Minnesota, which mm-hmm. is two fun states for Muslim women. Yeah. Well, also, well, I mean, if you look at Muslim Michigan, population. Michigan has the largest Muslim population outside the Middle East, but yeah. um, she also was uncontested. <laughs> yes. But, uh, well, I don't remember her name, but the woman from Minnesota, I can picture her face. Um, she did run contested and she yeah. won. More, I saw, I saw some stats. There's now more than a hundred women in the house or in Congress in general. Either way, not as many as I would like, but much better. Mm-hmm. More queer people than ever in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the fact that, cause Beto, for those of you who don't know, Beto O'Rourke was running against Ted Cruz for Senate in Texas. In Texas. And Texas is historically super, super, super red. Mm-hmm. And Beto came within two points. Yeah, so within 2%. Close. It, it, it was, was for Texas, it was an incredible, yeah. incredible feat. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people are like, Beto O'Rourke for president 2020. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, funny. I wouldn't be mad. Um, but like, it's a really big moral win. Um, and like, as you said, Democrats took more popular, like more popular yeah. votes than Republicans did in terms of the Senate, even though we lost three seats. Um and we did all that in spite of rampant gerrymandering. True. Speaking Just of think about what would happen. Yeah, the proposal <laughs> in Michigan to to, to to redraw the districts in a nonpartisan way passed. So did legalizing weed. Weed is going to be legal in Michigan. Which is pretty wild. And we passed a thing that's going to allow for a ton of election reform. True. Um, so more people are... Go- it's going to be a lot easier to vote, which I complained about several times on this podcast, how hard yes. it is to vote, especially for college kids in Michigan, and it's going to be made a lot easier. Also, in Florida, they passed a proposal that um, 1.4 voters in Florida who were previously banned for life because they had a felony are now able to vote in Florida. This is Sarah from the future. I am a fucking idiot. I said 1.4 voters. <laughs> I meant 1.4 million voters. Kind of a big difference there. 1.4 million voters. That is 40%. To which I said, that's the entire state of Florida that has committed a felony. True. That have is, you looked that at Florida? I'm sorry if for, any of you are for Florida, but like, 40, have you seen Let me Flo- give you the Have fact. you seen the Florida I'm man? I'm trying to give you a statistic. Have you seen the Florida man? 40% of black males in Florida. Yeah. Just gain the right to vote. That's true. And uh, aside from all of the Florida men, if you just think about the amount of people of color that yeah. are in jail for um, probably no reason. But. Yeah. Also, the thing with the thing with Michigan legalizing weed though is that, like, in addition to that, we need to reform the uh, justice system for well, yeah, the people but, who are. I mean, it's not going to go into effect weed. until like twenty. Right. It's, it's going like, to be a hot second before there's actually weed yeah. jumping around. Um. But anyway, 
I know that several of you are. What, do you have more? I have another. I have okay. another thing. Okay. My uh, my house representative, who I fucking hate with everything I am, his name is Mike Bishop. He is no longer my house he representative. Alyssa Slotkin won. He was winning the entire night, and he was I winning like, all night. I was, was so not nervous. talking to Sarah about it. I like mentioned some updates to Sarah, <laughs> but I like specifically to our other roommate was like, Mike Bishop is winning. Yeah, I was Don't pr- I was say anything. pretty freaked and then she pulled ahead when when it was like 95% reporting. Yeah. And then she pulled ahead. Yeah. She ended up winning by 13,000 votes. That's not It's a lot. It's compared to the fa- like for a while she was only That's, up by 1,000. Yeah. Also, last I don't know what actually happened with this Wisconsin governor race, but at one point it was within 200 votes. I don't like that. It was nuts. Um but so Alyssa Slotkin won. Also Haley Stevens. <laughs> Obama's Stevens, chief, chief of staff. staff. If you're from Michigan and you're in the area, she has a really nasally accent. Her fucking commercials. <laughs> um, I'm sure she's great. Her voice yeah. is awful. But she's so she just won. So Alyssa Slotkin and Haley Stevens both flipped districts in Michigan, which um, Haley Stevens is in the district where we currently live and where Kayla voted, and Alyssa Slotkin is in the district where me and Kayla are both from and where I voted. Yes. So, exciting. Which is wild to me, because where I come from, my county is... I should go back and look at how my county voted. I'm sure it was quite Republican. Oh, your county went... I mean, because I was looking at the numbers. So there was... There's Livingston County, which is you, right? There's Oakland County, which is me. And then there was Ingram County, which is our roommate, Evan. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ingram County is what saved it, because that's where where Lansing and East Lansing. Yeah, I'm sure Livingston County didn't help anybody. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That bum fuck town. Well, yeah, and that's why I was a little bit freaked, because... Um, I really should have voted at home, but yeah. Anyway. Um, when, when it was like when I was looking at like the reporting numbers, CNN showed it by county, mm-hmm. and it was like, um, like Oakland County ninety eight percent in, um, uh, Livingston County ninety six percent in, and then it was like Ingram County like ninety two percent in, oh and I was God. like, will the eight percent of people in Livingston County save us? And they did. You so. mean Ingram County? Yes. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> the blue wave. We realize that not all of you are from America, yes. and so this is probably a lot. We received um, some DMs from someone on Twitter who very sweetly explained, because I think in the last episode we mentioned not understanding like, how the UK works, <laughs> yeah. and so she, they, I don't know, actually, I'm sorry, I don't know, I shouldn't assume, anyway, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, they very sweetly explained... Um, how it works. Mm. I'm not going to go through all of it because I truly am not smart enough to understand all of it. What I did think was funny was um, they were explaining some of their parties and um, they mentioned like the far right was the UK Independence Party and Mm -hmm. they got Brexit and now I guess they don't do anything because they got what they want and they don't (laughs) do much anymore. So I thought that was funny. Um, But they have um, the Tories, which is like their conservative party, party. and, um, they said that that's for the posh people. (laughs) And they're still a socialist party, but, like, they don't help the, quote, average Joe. Yeah. What was also funny is then they were like, we also have, oh, yeah, so they also said you have the Labour Party, and they said that they think it's, like, our version of Republicans. It's definitely our version of Democrats. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, Obviously, that's no reason for them to know. The oh yeah, I, did, I didn't even know the difference between Democrats and Republicans until I was like, right. Until I, I just took thought it was dumb. funny because they were like, I think it's your version of Republicans, and then they proceeded to explain something that sounded exactly like the Democrats, yeah. which was um, like equality and wages and better pay and like you know average people problems. Mm-hmm. And so 
it's Democrats. So I was right about the Labour Party. Yes. So anyway, I just thought it was funny because to us, that's like so obvious. And then, but we don't stop to think about how to other people, like literally they could give two shits about our two fucking parties. Yeah. But anyway. Also the, uh. Green Party, the Libertarians, the U.S. Taxpayers Party, which, fucking Google them. They're, like, super ultra-conservative Christian. It's yeah, I'm wild. Good. I'm good. Anyway, so thank you to Ace Back Into the Ocean, mm-hmm. if you want to follow them. A in the ocean, the O is a zero, um, for sending that. It was very sweet and um, enlightening, because I'm stupid and American. So, yeah. um, also, some other people told us, we asked people, like, what laws they think yeah, would our, help, our like, Ace week. people. I thought there were some interesting ones. So, we have um, tax laws, property inheritance laws, um, with basis around marriage versus being single. So, I think we kind of talked about that. Mm-hmm. We kind of touched on it, but we didn't go into too much detail. Yeah. yeah. I think we touched on it, and then late, I was listening to a different podcast, um, like, later in the week, and someone was talking about how much tax benefit you get from being married, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god. And Kayla mentioned me in free tax. She's like, we didn't mention it. I was like, you kind of mentioned it. But, like, not... See, yeah. I didn't realize, like, how much tax benefit you truly get from yeah. just being married. Like, it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Um, another person said comprehensive sex ed, which, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. would benefit everyone. Mm-hmm. This one shook me to my core. Hit me with it. I think I already told you, but anyway. I mean, I already I was all, but I forgot. fully wild. Um, some country, you were fully wild? I was fully wild. <laughs> In some countries, a marriage is annulled due to lack of consummation. And then our roommate, Miranda, who is downstairs and hears every episode live because the walls of our house are very thin. Hello, You might Miranda. have actually heard her yelling earlier. <laughs> there was some yelling going on downstairs. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> she's been on the pod for real several Hi, Miranda. times. And now she's just <laughs> below us. Um, she was telling me how in the Catholic Church, you can, like, file for divorce. It's like one of, you know, in the Catholic Church, like, if it if you're abused or whatever, they, yeah. like, let divorce slide. Yeah. Like, not consummating the marriage is one of the reasons they just, like, yeah. let it slide. Wild. So that is fucking bananas fucking that you can just be like, <laughs> they don't have sex with me. It's, it's not. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the legal platonic marriage equivalents, we can get the perks of marriage without people always assuming it's romantic. I think that's, like, honestly, the best we could do is another way to legally bind yourself to someone else that's right. not marriage. Like, there should be other ways to legally, besides blood and marriage, there should yeah. be other ways to legally bind yourself to and, someone. And, like, I, uh, like, uh, on one hand, I wish we would just change the social constructs around marriage so that marriage could be that right. thing, but, like, that's not going to happen. Right. So... Yeah, because like you could have a QPR and you and your zucchini could get married, mm-hmm. but people are still going to assume it's romantic. Yeah. So on the one hand, now that like gay marriage is legalized, like you technically can marry whoever you want, but there's like mm-hmm. almost always going to be their assumption that it's yeah. romantic. So that sucks. Yeah. I thought those were very interesting. And we also um, asked people what their plans for voting day was, and there was one that was my favorite. Someone said um, that they were going straight after work. They're going to wear layers and bring a book in case they have to wait outside for a while. Which a lot of I people thought to wait in line for hours and hours. Yeah, and hours. And especially in Georgia. And then there's the polls. And yeah, people but I thought polls, that was yeah. a very that was very mm-hmm. sweet. And then our friend Janie, who was on episode like I don't know five or long something, time long time ago, just said voting, <laughs> which I was like, <laughs> yeah, nice. Um. So anyway, um, those were some things from last week that I thought were yeah. nice. I okay. I have a lot of like political thoughts, and really? I'm very I'm very into politics. Really. Um, you know, so, like, I wasn't feeling too optimistic going into this, this little election. I'm feeling, pre- I'm feeling okay now. I'm She's wearing good. her Futures female shirt. I am. I was wearing Captain America socks today. I felt very festive. Um, and, and as, and as, a uh, Beto O'Rourke said in his concession speech, quote, 
I'm so fucking proud of you guys, unquote. What a boy. Oh, I love him. He's an icon. What a dude. My only fear, though, when I first saw that was, like, if he does run for president, the fact that he said that on live TV could hurt him. Yeah, but so, I think it'll help him more than But I think it'll... I, I agree. I, I think, think it'll it get him more, quote-unquote, street cred. Yeah. Than... People already think he's cool. He was in a band. He got arrested once. Also, <laughs> Beyonce... Was like, too late. She did it. Too I, late. She did it way too. I saw a BuzzFeed article that was like, despite Taylor Swift's Instagram post, so and so still lost in Tennessee. And I was like, oh no, Taylor Swift didn't sway the she entire election. election. Now that she finally spoke up about politics, I was. Mm-hmm. Boy, don't even get me started on fucking yeah. Taylor Swift. Fucking and Beyonce. Her like, lack of. Oh yeah. yeah, and I I love Beyonce, but it like, was too late. The day of the election is not the day to endorse someone. It was too late. You need to do it at least a couple days before. Yeah, um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling okay. Let's keep up the energy because the fight How is not over. How many minutes are we? In too many. This? It's fine. Uh, 2020 is two years away. One more question. Oh my lord. Um, no, this is for the for the people out oh. there. <laughs> um, like, do you guys want to like? to have us talk more about, like, queer issues in politics, like, in the United States or in elsewhere, because clearly I'd be very happy to. But she I don't would. But I don't know if that's what you guys want. A so, spin-off podcast <laughs> about politics. Um, yeah, because as I discovered recently, apparently politics is plan D? I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, just, l- if that's something you want, let, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for the really, really long intro. Um, Social media. Oh my god. Good segue. Thank you. Um, the first thing I have written down is being outed. So that's where we're gonna start. We're gonna start on that note, the sad note. (laughs) Where do you want to start? I don't know. We can, I guess we can end happy. Okay. Um, what a way if we just were happy about politics, now we're gonna be sad, and then we're gonna truly, what a roller coaster. Um, but okay, so I first came out quote unquote on Tumblr. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've mentioned this before. But like I never like came out. It was just like you I just kind of started talking about it. Never came out. Oh yeah, I've never to come anybody. out to anyone. I've come out to for Sarah to everybody we know. Yep. Um but like for me that was a very not easy transition, but like that was for me the best transition from being completely closeted to being not was like via the internet, but Tumblr specifically, because yes, I I did have people who I do in real life know, um, like from like school and stuff that were on Tumblr, but like most of the people on Tumblr, um, I considered my I like may I may have been friends with, but I didn't necessarily know them in real life, and I knew they were already accepting because of just like the communities we were in. So like it was a good transition, also because it feels a bit like you're shouting into the void. True. Um, so you know. Um, and then that kind of transitioned to to where we are now. And I feel like a lot of people do that. Well, you also kind of came out for real on Facebook. That's mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. your mom found out, your family <laughs> found out. Mm-hmm. And it was a long process to even get you to do that. Yeah. Which, well, first of all, don't get your friends to come out at all. Yeah. But, like, it was... Sarah was going through the process, and I was <laughs> nudging. Kayla was like, know? just do it! Yo, <laughs> I was just helpfully nudging. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, but I, I do feel like a lot of people use the internet as, like, a stepping... Like, a lot of people mm-hmm. are out to the internet, but not out to the world. They're, like, out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but w- but with that said, because a lot of people do that, because a lot of people, like, are out 
on like private accounts or on one brand of social media but not another a lot of times people get outed that way because other people find those accounts Mm -hmm. um so i actually like kind of found out my sister was gay because of tumblr (laughs) um because i found her tumblr and i like went to follow her and she was like no you can't do that and she blocked me but um (laughs) Funny. But if I wasn't logged in, I could, if I, I like, if I yeah. remembered her URL, I could still look at yeah. it. And there was, like, some gay shit. And I was like, hmm. Interesting. And that's how I figured out my sister was gay. <laughs> um, I mean, have, have you ever, has that ever happened with you? Have you ever figured out someone? I mean, that's happened to me also with a couple, like, people I knew from your life. Like, they first posted about it, like, on Tumblr or whatever. But, like, has that happened to you? I mean, I first found out you were Other ace than on me. Tumblr. Um, I mean, I think it's, um, people I went to, oh, I have an interesting one. Okay. So, a lot of people at my high school, like, my county, like I said, is very conservative. So, a lot of people, like... It's been years, and now I'm starting to be like, oh, you're gay. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There was um, someone who I went to school with. I was in theater with them for a a long time. And back when I, like, actually used Tumblr, I followed them on it, too. And um, at one point, I think it was during her senior year that um, she came out as transgender. Mm. And... So she messaged me on Tumblr, and she was like, hey, I know we, like, don't talk that much or whatever, but, like, I'm out on here. I'm not out yet, like, Mm. or just so you know, like, that's why I'm posting this. Yeah. Um, And then now, like, I see her posting on, like, we follow each other on Twitter, so now I, like, Mm -hmm. see her, like, transition and everything, so it's been a couple years since she... So so she came out on Tumblr and then messaged you specific to be like... Don't tell people in real life. I don't remember exactly because it's been years now, but it was, she she did message me and was like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is happening. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she asked me, like, she either asked me not to tell anyone or it was just like, just so you know, like, this is why you're seeing this. Honestly, I could probably go back and find it if I really wanted to, but. Seems like it would take too much time. Yeah. So that was there. And then, yeah, I just feel like there's, there's random people I went to high school with. Like, I was just some girl. I think I went to church with her. That's how I knew her. Mm. She was telling, you know, some dumbass random Facebook post that people still make about their lives. And she was like, (laughs) she was like, it was something about like, oh, someone asked me what my lunch was. And I had to say that like, my partner makes it for me every day to keep me alive. Ha ha, LOL, heart emoji, thank you, whoever. And I was like, partner. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Gay. Gay. So, I feel like it's mostly stuff like that. Yeah. Understandable. Um, so we have a friend who something kind of similar happened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I, I asked her, I asked her if I could tell this story, um, on the pod. And she was like, you want me to send you a little summary of what happened? <laughs> she emailed you. <laughs> so she emailed it to me. It's a life human. <laughs> um, so it says, this comes to you in three parts. So part one was, uh, she was saying that social media is a big reason why she came out to her parents, because, um, like, she was out to most people who knew her well, and, like, she was getting more comfortable, like, posting gay stuff, (laughs) um, on the internet. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, she never explicitly said anything, but, like, she knew that because she was being open about it on the internet, it was going to get to her parents eventually. Yeah, she did start being quite open about it. Yeah, and, because, I, I guess, originally, bef- like, before before she had this realization, she, you know, she was like, well, um, I don't, I'll only bring home 
the guys I date, not the girls. Yeah. And then if I end up with a girl, that's a bridge I'll cross when I get to it. But then eventually she was like, actually, no, I'd rather tell them myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how she, her parents found out. Um, part two <laughs> was, so a couple years ago, I think she, she said it was in 2017, I believe her, sure. Um, where Twitter started doing the thing where your likes show up on people's feeds mm-hmm. rather than just like your retweets or your tweets. Um, and so she was liking tweets that had to do with gayness and were being tweeted by like women and stuff. And so a lot of like the people she went to high school and stuff found out because of that. Yeah. Um, because it just came up on their field feed. And she said that, um, like the, it, it didn't. Nothing, like, bad really happened, but she did say that some people did tell her that that's how they found out. Yeah. Um, part three, quote, this is the big one, unquote. <laughs> um, so, they, following year, got a little drunk, got a little sad about parents not taking out, not, well, what? Not taking the coming out well. Mm. Um, and posted some tweets about, like, you know, the importance of acceptance and, like, loving who you want. Um, and one of the tweets, like, alluded to, like, not having supportive parents. So, um, one of her followers, uh, screenshotted the tweets and sent them to her mom. Her mom was, like, family friends with, um, our friend's parents. And so, that girl's mom told our friend's parents about it. Um, Which is the most, like, high school parent thing I've ever heard. Like, I know. Like, college, and, like, like she said that, like, the, the follower who screenshotted it, like, she meant well because she wanted to, like, make sure everything was okay at home. But, That's, like, but, not the way you are But the it, mom, like, even if, the, like, the daughter meant well, what the mom did was wrong. Well, but even if the daughter meant well, like, if you're worried, then mm-hmm. go to mm-hmm. the person, like, who was right. our friend. Like, exactly. you can ask her directly, like, mm-hmm. are you okay? How's everything going? Like, yeah. you don't have to go tell your mom. Yeah, exactly. So, um, that, you know, caused some arguments with, with mm-hmm. our friend's parents because, yeah. you know, our friend was being openly gay online and they didn't know about that and then they were being, like defensive because they didn't realize that their poor reaction to her coming out was as damaging as it actually was. Um, And she said, I'll just read this whole part verbatim. It says, quote, I know that it is my choice to be vocal about my sexuality online and that these things could have been avoided if I were a little more chill about it, but I don't feel right about hiding that part of me because it plays a role in my sense of humor and my friendships, and those are two things that take up most of my social media content. So I'm not sorry about it, but social media does complicate things when you're living two different lives, unquote. Which is true. Yeah, I think the hard thing about social media is that certain platforms have certain audiences you Mm -hmm. know who your followers on twitter are they're probably similar to who your followers on instagram are and then your facebook is completely different oh yeah there's a ranking of how open i am about like yeah like like i'm most open on tumblr Mm -hmm. then twitter then snapchat probably (laughs) then instagram and then way down there is facebook yeah and so you know because facebook is where your family is right and so even if you are being open online, I think you really do so with the knowledge of who you're reaching Mm -hmm. and who you're not reaching. Yeah. And so, even as she says, you know, I could have been more careful, it's not like she was posting it everywhere. Like, Mm -hmm. she knew who her audience was. She knew her parents weren't there, that her family wasn't there. And so... Mm -hmm. And and I don't... I don't remember if her account is private or not, but even if it was private, like... If it is private, then that's definitely, like, her audience is yeah. only the people who, who follow she her. she wants it to be, yeah. Right. So, 
I mean, is it like a violation for that person to have taken screenshots and bring it to her family? I mean, you can't say it is because it's open yeah. social media. Mm-hmm. But on the other but. hand, like, you do have a certain expectation when you're posting things mm-hmm. about where it's going to go mm-hmm. and who it's going to directly. Right. Um, yeah, because I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people get outed because of little stuff that happens on the internet. Yeah, I and mean, people, I can... And people taking that information to... <clears throat> untrustworthy people. Yeah, I mean, even being on something like Tinder or Grindr or something, Mm -hmm. if you find someone you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're out. Mm -hmm. But it's also, like, what are you going to do? Not use them if you Mm -hmm. want to and kind of devoid yourself of that part Mm -hmm. of your sexuality? It's like, I mean, what are you going to do? Another thing that I kind of have noted down to talk about is, like, the idea of, like, the online persona, which is, I think, goes hand in hand with that because... I mean, people's online personas tend to be different than they are in real life to some extent. Because, I mean, when you're online, you're curating yourself. Especially mm. on somewhere like um, like Instagram or um, Twitter. Is like, yeah. to my mind, the, at least the way I use them. Like, Instagram is where you curate your life to look as perfect as possible. Mm-hmm. And Twitter is where you curate your life to look as... Or where you curate yourself to look as funny as possible. Yeah. And that's, I think, how a lot of people use those, Oh, that's those how too. I use yeah. those, too. And then, to me, Tumblr is where people feel like they can just be themselves. Yes. And I've read several mm-hmm. studies where people actually say that. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it, like, Tumblr, a lot of people use it anonymously. Yeah. Or just their first name. Just they first don't name. connect it to who they are. But you can think about, like, what if it does get back to someone? Mm-hmm. And suddenly, like, a lot of people will put really personal stuff on there. They'll kind of use it as a diary. Mm-hmm. And then what if that gets out? Right. Well, because my Tumblr, um, I have never had this. So all of my social media except for Tumblr have the same at handle. Um, that's intentionally that my Tumblr that my Tumblr is different. Um, it for a long time I didn't have my name on my Tumblr. Um, when I turned eighteen, I was like, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, <laughs> but um, and like I don't hide my like identity on tumblr like it's not like you're just giving it away right but like the if if you okay if you wanted to find out my full name from my tumblr you could do it but you would have to look for you would have to dig i mean like you've posted about the pod there i posted about the pod i've i've shared some posts from instagram yeah um and i am friends on facebook slash follow on instagram and twitter some of my like mutuals on tumblr yeah so like they know my last name yeah um you would just have to dig you would just have to dig um and so, like my tumblr is very separate from my other social medias there are people as i said earlier on there who i follow and who follow me that i know in real life but um they're all people who i at least at some point in my life was very close with like it's not just randos it's me okay um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't just have, like, I told you that Tumblr. when I, before we, like, actually followed people, each other on Tumblr, that you I would, would just go on my, I would yeah. go on your Tumblr and look at your personal tag to see how you're doing. Yeah. You know. We stay in friendship. <laughs> we stand. Um, but yeah, it's, and Tumblr's a very, um, you know, I, the word I wanted is in German. Uh, it's, Tumblr's <coughs> a very unique, <laughs> it's a very unique website, at least for me, because, I mean, different people use Tumblr very differently, but for me, Tumblr is very much, like, a community-based thing, Mm -hmm. um, and the community 
or the communities that you are in are like your fandoms, at least again, in the way I use it. And so it's a very different environment. Well, you know, what's interesting about that. And I've read some stuff about it in classes. I had a fandom class and we had a little section on Tumblr is that it's so hard to make a Tumblr and to understand it. And that's just like known. That's just like a thing that people Mm -hmm. complain about and talk about. Like the barrier to entry is like for a social media is so high. Yeah. So I feel like once you do get in, that's why it's such a community is because you have to like fight your way in and then you're like, well, now that I got here. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking (laughs) of Tumblr being a community, I have noticed that a lot of like, the ace content and mm-hmm. queer content I see, mm-hmm. I see, and maybe it's just because of, like, who, because I run our Tumblr that we have in the pod, which I've also not been very active on, because I'm busy and I need a job. <laughs> um, there's a ton of queer content on there. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter... Oh, Tumblr is so queer. On Twitter, there is, too. Tumblr is the But, queerest. I mean, Tumblr is just, like, I mean, it's mm-hmm. everywhere. Tumblr is where I learned... Or at least the gateway to me learning everything I know about sexuality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, same. Yeah. Because you have, like, your social justice warriors, which get made fun of a lot, but, like, the, the, the that idea of, yeah. like, of, you know, acceptance and of diversity is really rooted in Tumblr. Yeah. And there's, there are tons of bad pockets of Tumblr and tons of, like, anonymous hate and that sort of thing, but if you find yourself and if you place yourself into the right community, mm-hmm. Tumblr can be a really good experience. Yeah, I... Honestly, thinking back, I think the reason that, like, I fell where I do, like, politically and socially is because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I first got introduced to Tumblr when mm-hmm. I was in, like, 7th or 8th grade. And I previous to that, yeah. I, like, didn't even know about anything gay. I didn't know anything about politics. Mm-hmm. My parents, and I love that they did this, never talked about politics with me and my sister. My parents. They didn't even tell us who they were voting for, which I personally yeah. think was the right thing to do. I, I, have, I, I have other friends that, like... Whatever, but... Yeah, I I didn't know who my parents voted for in elections. Like, I didn't... Like, I found out recently who my parents voted for in, like, 2012. Yeah, like, like my parents, they just don't talk about it. So, like, I think the reason I am, aside from, like, now going to the University of Michigan, mm -hmm. but, like, I grew up in a very conservative place, and this is still how I ended up, and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of it is because during those years where I was finally becoming politically aware and socially Mm -hmm. aware that I was on Tumblr and I was seeing that kind of stuff. I attribute most of it to to me being a person of the internet, specifically me being a person of Tumblr, because Mm I... I remember one time I was I was probably a freshman in high school, and I was talking to my sister and her friend about, like, politics, because they were in, like, Gov or something, um, and I had their their opinions. At the time, I didn't understand the split between, like, left-leaning and right-leaning. Like, I just didn't get it yet. Um, kids these days are so much more informed than I was. (laughs) I had no Um, idea what was going on. And I, I think we were talking about, like, like, pro-choice stuff, and I was like, "Mm, I don't know. And then, Oh, I used to be pro-life. Yeah. And then, and then, I just very specifically remember that moment because they had a different opinion, or at least my sister, I don't know her friend, but I know my sister had a different opinion than I did, and I was like, hmm, interesting. And I remember not long after that, I saw stuff about it on Tumblr, and, like, it shift. it slowly shifted mm. my perception, it slowly shifted my standpoint, and, like, I attribute most of me being so hard left-leaning to the internet. Yeah, I mean... The vast majority of it. When I... Also my family, but, like... yeah. You know, my family just being accepting, not, like, shoving it onto me, but yeah. just, like, being an accepting place. Yeah, like, I vividly remember 
even it was even in early high school so I, I had been on tumblr but i was still like very church going at that point and i like went to youth group and everything mm-hmm. like there was this like day that a lot of people were doing where you would wear like red duct tape over your mouth and it was mm-hmm. supposed to be like you being like the voiceless infant that was killed during oh. abortion and i this guy like had done it and i was like oh, yeah. and then i like mm-hmm. i wanted to do it and i didn't but like I was very, like, yes, and then mm-hmm. it was finally, like, I think because of the internet that mm-hmm. I was really looking at, like, the actual points of pro-life and pro-choice mm-hmm. that I was, like, oh. <laughs> but either way, I mean, especially, like, I wasn't even in the most conservative place ever. Like, I wasn't in the South or anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, my hometown is, um, it's a, I live in a swing county. Yeah. Um, but it, if anything, it means a little conservative. Yeah. But, so for me, I was never going to learn that stuff if it wasn't for the internet. You know, mm-hmm. like, I vividly remember a day in, like, catechism where the guy was trying to tell us that, like, being gay was a sin. And I remember, mm-hmm. like, almost everyone in the class was like, no. Like, we actively debated the teacher. So mm-hmm. at least there was that. Yeah. But, like, there was no way I was going to learn about any of that mm-hmm. unless there was the internet. And so for people in even more conservative places... Yeah. I mean, there's no one's going to teach them anything mm-hmm. about that. Absolutely. Yeah, the internet is so crucial. And that's why I, I think the internet plays a huge role in why more people are coming out as queer. Not because more people are queer, but it people are aware of other queer people and it's leading to more acceptance and more... Well, it's like other people... It's like more people even knowing they're queer. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing what it is about them that makes them different, yeah. you know? Yeah, and the internet has played a huge role in giving those groups of people safe spaces. You know what I recently read somewhere? What? Is that especially, I think it was in Asia. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which country. I'm the worst. Um, that being gay was still, like, very much so not accepted because it was seen as, like, a Western idea. Something mm-hmm. that, like, the West people in the Western culture, like planted and it was like that's not real that's just like a fad in the mm. western world and i was mm. like oh no i saw a thing recently yeah it was i don't remember i don't remember what country it was it was an african country we're the worst i know um that's why i didn't even read the article it was just like saying i just skimming I you know um <laughs> but basically some country has made it um basically you can get arrested because of queer content you post online it sounds like, well, Russia does that already. It, they? It, I, I, I remember it being an African country. Okay, well, Russia, like, already does that, so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's no going. Um, but there, the internet was a safe space for a lot of groups, because that's, was especially, like, also within the ace communities, because we're so <laughs> spread so thinly mm-hmm. that, like, it was because of internet and really because of AVEN, because of asexuality.org, that this group really actually came together mm-hmm. um, at all. <laughs> um, and I know, like, AVEN does a lot for expanding the group, too. They have, like, if you want to sign up for their newsletter to be, like, educated about how to be someone that talks to the press, Mm -hmm. like, they have, like, a newsletter that goes out, and they're like, HuffPost is looking for someone to do an interview. Like, we'll educate you on how to do an interview, and then Mm -hmm. you'll go do it. So it's, like, it's even broadening that kind of network. And, like, there's, like, asexual discords now, Mm -hmm. and, like, there's specific, like, a ton of specific Tumblr pages we're not the only podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... The other podcast, I don't think, likes to acknowledge that we exist. It's called Aced It. 
I mean, I've have never... we ever acknowledged that they exist? On Twitter, yeah. On Twitter, but not on the actual podcast. No. I don't listen to it because <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't have time. Because I have a very specific, like, niche of podcasts I listen to, and they're about criminals. <laughs> um, but, like, it's there. I, I exclusively it. listen to Dear Hank and John, Pod Save America, and The Good Place, the podcast. I listen to a lot of things about crime. It's really just all crime. Anyway. <laughs> I, I have such a strange taste, like a very broad taste in podcasts. Really? And you we have need so, to, yours is so niche. We, it's not niche. I mean, it's very popular. I mean, it's popular, to, but it's very specific. It's very specific. I mean, listen to other things. Those are just like the big ones. Those are really the only three podcasts I listen to. Anyway. Occasionally other things, like if I'm with other people, like like when I was driving to California, we listened to some other podcasts and yeah. I enjoyed them. It's just that like I wouldn't listen to them like consistently. If I had time, I would listen to every podcast. Oh, same. But I same. Um, don't. I know. Anyway. Also, I can only do it while I'm like walking, cleaning, or cooking. Yeah. Those are the only times I can listen to podcasts. Oh, over the summer, a lot of times I would listen to them while I played video games because I had time. What's See, that, that like? That would oh. distract me. I have found. I can't even watch slime videos on Instagram while listening to podcasts. Really? Yeah, the slime videos distract me. You're the worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I can literally only walk clean or cook. Weren't we talking about making a slime the other day? I feel like we had this conversation. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah, it, it can, the internet can be a really good place for communities, but also for connecting communities to each other. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, like, the whole, like... By community and ace community kind of teaming up a little That's bit. That's so cute. It was I definitely because of the internet. Yeah. Um, with that said, though, some of the worst aphobia I have seen is online. All of the aphobia I've seen is online. True. I've um, never seen I it in person. I almost said true that. What year is it? Um, 2011. <laughs> but yeah, that is part of the problem with more people knowing about these minority groups and these queer identities is that... Um, not only do people learn about them and become more accepting, there are people that use the internet to hate upon those That's groups. the hard thing, is if you look at kind of the emergence of many other sexualities, it was during the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. when, you know, the internet was not what it is today, and mm-hmm. so ace culture and ace as a sexuality coming to be at this moment in history mm-hmm is different than any other sexuality, Because it, it was opinion. in the late 2000s. Right. right. Yeah. And, like, even bisexuality, I think, is just now starting to come up. But even then, I think bisexuality is older than ace in terms of the community. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Like, even in my queer history, or my queer media class, like, it's in the, it's in history, it's in the yeah. book, like, it's there. So, um, like, ace culture coming to be what it is right now makes it more difficult or difficult in a different way mm-hmm. than any other sexuality coming to mainstream. Because the internet can reach further and that can be even better, but it can also be even worse because yeah. because of the reach that the internet has. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's definitely pros and cons of, like, having a large community. Yeah. Large community being, like, you reach more people, but also there's you more... You reach more bad people. You reach people. more people. There, there's going to be more infighting there's going to be you know like mm-hmm. it'll feel less like a community if it's too big yeah um like even like if i'm thinking about like i think i mentioned this before like me on tumblr like the main community i'm in is not just the agents of shield fandom it's the fitzsimmons fan like it's a it's a community within a community yeah. and like I personally don't know of any like communities within the community like at least that are that feel like 
their own mm-hmm. thing. Um, I mean, they're definitely different pockets of it. But they don't, I don't think they're fully formed enough no. to feel like. Yeah, so that's, I mean, there's good and bad in, in all of that. But another thing I just wrote <laughs> was, like, the the cool thing about us kind of joining this community is, like, we get emails and messages from you guys. And, like, that's cool. Like, like I'm glad that we get to be a part of this community. Yeah, it's honestly, it's very, it's very weird to me because I first joined this community from the outside. Mm-hmm. And I still feel very much on the outside. I have a very weird relationship where I feel like I'm in the community. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, very much so on the border. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people send us messages, like, saying thank you and saying that, like, we helped them through questioning or just that they really like it. Like, we get a lot of emails, and sometimes I think it, it like, doesn't hit me as hard as it should mm. because it's, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I think also because you tend to answer messages more often than I do just because yeah. you run our social media. Yeah. And so I usually don't answer things unless Kayla tells me to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's weird because, like, I don't have necessarily a direct relationship to to individuals in the mm. community, but I still feel like I'm a part of it. And so I, I feel like if I had a, a more of a direct relationship to more people in the community, like, I might feel differently about yeah. it. But, like, I think it's a testament to the community just being as open as it is that I still really feel like a part of it, even if well, yeah, I don't, like, know individuals. Even the it. fact that people are comfortable enough to message us mm-hmm. and say, you know, say nice things to us is a testament to, like, how open the community is that people feel comfortable doing that. Well, because, yeah, because we are, like, you know, the ace community is a community within the larger queer community. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a, a fully formed one, which is fun. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, as someone that, like, studies this stuff, I just think it's very interesting because, yeah, on the one hand, we're more connected than ever, and there's more ways than ever to find people like you. Like, we've had some people that are um, quite a bit older than us message in and be like, when I was in college, like, I had no idea what was going on. I'm this age now, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm just figuring it out. So I think it's great that now people are better able to understand themselves even and, younger. And we have younger people who message us and are like, mm-hmm. I'm still in the process, and I'm like, I'm happy to be here for you yeah. while you're doing that. Yeah, like, we have a lot of people, like, our age and in high school, which I think mm-hmm. is so cool. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, there's also that dark side of, like, okay, but if you, if everyone's gonna know, then everyone's gonna know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wild, wild world out there. Yes. I like the internet. Me too. It's a good time. It can be bad sometimes, but I think, like, John Green just uh, made a video about how he's, for an entire year, going off all social media. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I mean, obviously he's still doing YouTube because that's his job, Um, (laughs) but because he in the past has tried to do hiatuses, but he's like still gone on his sports Twitter or like Mm. he's had people post on his behalf, but he said that he's literally not going on any social media for an entire year. It's Um, wild. And if he wants to read the news, he will read a newspaper. (laughs) Um, or like, I don't know, go to newyorktimes.com. I don't know. That's wild. Listen, I can't afford the thing to get more than 10 articles you know what I was doing last night, watching the election no. results? I had a ring, oh, yeah. I had I had a Google Chrome 
window open. I had a Google Chrome incognito window open. And then I also had a Safari window open because New York Times only lets you open so many articles per month. And But if you open a new, a different type of browser, yeah. it doesn't know. <laughs> I, for a class, am supposed to, like, read the Wall Street Journal every day. Mm-hmm. And to read, like, the day's newspaper is supposed to get a subscription. But I found a website called Read Across the Aisle. Mm. And I don't know what the point of it does, because it also shows you, like, how leaning the news sources you go mm. to are. So I it's think those cool. charts are interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's interesting. But also, it just lets me continue getting a seven-day free trial week nice. after week after week for nice. uh, the Wall Street Journal. So if you want that. That's fun. Um, um, that's for fun. Wall Street Journal or for New York mm. Times? Wall Street Journal. Yeah. I don't read Wall Street Journal. I do. No, not really. Um, I've been skipping a lot and still doing well on quizzes. So take that, Tim. Never mind. (laughs) It's okay. Professor Pitho, this is my podcast. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Where were we going with this? I'm hungry. Too bad. Um, Okay. I I don't remember where we were. It's good and it's bad. It's good and it's bad. um, But I'm grateful for it. Me too. Oh, taking a break from the internet. I could never. No. But I also think uh, the internet is more, for better or for worse, it's more closely related to, like, who I am as a person than it necessarily is for John Green. Because although he's built up this huge persona on the internet, he, didn't he also, up with he also it, lived like for did. a long time without having social media. And, like, you know, we are in that weird generation that's, I consider myself a millennial, but we really are between the millennials and Gen Z. Yeah. In that we are young enough that all this technology is, like, intuitive to us. Or, yeah, but old enough that we didn't have it when we were... Yeah, I mean, like, I remember the time before having all this, but we did very much so grow up. I remember a time before iPhones, I remember. I remember the computer room. Oh, yeah. We had... I had, like, a big old dinosaur computer. I had Mm -hmm. CD... I had a CD player. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember my first... My first, the... MP3 player. Mm-hmm. It was not Same. an iPod. No, I think I had. I had like a. Cheap, I did my first it was iPod like blue and shaped like a triangle. It was weird. Oh, my first iPod was the Touch. I didn't have an iPod really? until the Touch came out. Yeah. I had the iPod Nano back when they were square. Mm. And I always I, wanted. I like feel like. I feel like I still want one. The really like classic looking iPods that are like chunky and white with like the scroll. I want one. They don't make. They haven't made them in years. They probably. I bet. I bet you a dollar. That now that, like, retro things are in, they'll bring them back. No, Apple sucks. They won't. But they, they should. Won't. <laughs> People will buy them. Well, yeah, they will. But, like, th- that was a thing. Because my dad wanted to, like, get a new one of those. Because he had, like, the old kind. And he wanted to, like, go old-fashioned yeah. and get one of those. And they didn't sell them anymore. They look so cool, though. They're all, like, chunky and white. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had the one of the Square Nanos. And then I got the iPod Touch 3, which mm. is which was pretty chunky. And yeah, then, and then I got a four. Which one was the one with the first, the front camera, the first front camera, the second version of three? So my first one did not have a front camera. I don't think my first one had a front camera. Um, either. But then I got a white one, and it I, I had never a front got camera. a white one. I had a white one. Um, and then I got a Droid phone. Yeah, my first phone was a Samsung. And then I so then for a while I had a Droid and an iPod. I Touch. did not have a smartphone until. The second half of my junior year of high school. I think I was a freshman. I first got a phone when I was a freshman. It was a hand-me-down for my aunt. It was a square that slid up. Mm, and it was my right. first got a phone. But, so you never had a flip phone? I never had a flip I phone. Had flip I phone. wanted a razor so oh my God. bad. My the mom. chocolate razors. 
I wanted one. No, razors and the chocolates are different. Okay, I wanted them. I both. wanted a chocolate. I wanted a chocolate. Oh, I wanted the God. blue chocolate. I had a purple flip phone. I got a phone at the very end of fifth grade because in sixth grade, I starting in sixth grade, I walked home from school, and so my mom wanted me to have a phone. I wasn't supposed to get a phone until I was like sixteen. But then I was like, Mom, I'm at practice all the time, and I never can contact you. Yeah. I really wanted, okay, other than the chocolate, and I also remember telling my mom, like, by the time I can get a phone, they'll have, like, a Hershey's Kiss phone. And she was like, oh my god, yes. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't have an iPhone. I wanted the ones that was, like, flip phone, but also you could slide it and open it so it would have the full text keyboard. keyboard. Do you remember those? Oh, I, I yeah, I didn't Like, have... it flipped both ways. Do you oh, those? yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah. one so bad. Yeah, well, because I had, I had the purple flip phone, and then I got the NV3, which was QWERTY keyboard. Was <gasps> Wait, I did have a flip phone. My first phone was a flip phone. Mm. And then I, I had to I text. I got really good at texting. I had to text yeah. with the, yeah, and then I got the one with the whole keyboard. And then I got a pretty keyboard, and then I got a droid, and then I got an iPhone, and now I'm on, like, my third iPhone. <laughs> I'm on my second iPhone. All right, you had a droid when we started college. Yeah, I had a Samsung. And then I remember the Snapchat update came out mm-hmm. our freshman year where you could do the face things, mm-hmm. but it hadn't come out on Samsung. Mm-hmm. And I was so <laughs> mad because everyone was doing the Snapchat things and I had a fucking Samsung and it like wasn't coming out on Samsung for the longest mm-hmm. time. Like I then switched to an iPhone and then I got the face filters. By the time I switched, mm-hmm. they still didn't have the face well, filters. Well, when, when, we when we were freshmen too, I... I remember I got, like, the, one of the last versions of the iPod Nano they ever made, mm, which was the Nano, full, yeah. the full touchscreen one. Um, it was just touchscreen and the button. Is that you? Oh, okay. It was, like, but it was a little Nano. Was it pink? It was blue. I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, I got that because at the time, my iPhone was only, like, 16 Oh, days. yeah, you had your music, and then you had... I had I one for music that. and one for phone because I, I couldn't fit all my music on, because it was only, like, 16 yeah. or 32 gigs. But now I can fit it all. Probably. <laughs> wow. Tangent. Internet? Cool. What's our poll? Internet? Cool or not cool? <laughs> that can't be our poll. We need a better poll than that. I thought it was good. Was my poll good? Yes or no? <laughs> I mean, that actually is kind of an interesting question. Internet? Cool or not? I mean, here, uh, here's, here's this question. Internet? Question mark? A... Net positive. B, should we give an option of net neutral? Or should we just do net positive and net negative? We should put the neutral. All right. Everyone's going to put that, though. Yeah, that's why I want to do it. Okay. A, net positive. B, net negative. Do you think the internet just... For the queer community. Let's say, is the is the internet good for the queer community? Mm-hmm. Net, net positive? Yes. Net negative? No. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what's your beef of the week? Uh, my beef of the week is that cover letters are hard to write. And I just want someone to hire me. I feel like a future employer is probably listening to this right now. And they're mm-hmm. like, this bitch, I don't want her. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know they're hard to write when you ask someone to write them. Anyway. My beef of the week <laughs> is people who are going to cover the election and be like, the Democrats didn't get the result they hoped for. Blue wave what? Because, look, I think we did a good job. I'll stop there. Um, you can find our poll. Tell us about your country's politics. Tell us about whether you want to hear more about queer political issues on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. We also have a Tumblr, 
community. Am I right, ladies? Um, soundsfakepod.tumblr.com, or you can email us, soundsfakepod at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash soundsfakepod. If you want to give us our money, our money, your money, it'll be ours once you give it to us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Make your money our money. <laughs> what a incredible tagline. I'm glad you said that because I realized I didn't pull up Patreon, so this I've been doing that. Um, our two dollar patrons are Sarah Jones and Keith McBlain. Our five dollar patrons are Jennifer Smart, as she's going to Austin Landry, Finney, and Perry Fierro. Pierre Fierro. And our ten dollar patron is Emma Fink. You can find her on YouTube by looking up Emma T. Fink. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us in your ears. Until then, take good care of your cows. <laughs>